Just as a reminder, you can visit us at thepandapod.com. That's thepandapod.com to grab our RSS feed, listen directly, and share PandaPod with your family and friends. You can also reach us directly via email through podcast at thepandapod.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Panda Pod. I am Jeff and I'm joined with Wiggy. Hey everybody. And Jacob. Hey. And our special guest today, uh, our friend uh, Pete, the blue collar spiritualist. Pete, how you doing bud? What's going on? Not a whole lot. This is our uh, super special Halloween episode. Uh, and Pete is a uh, medium and a shaman and uh, has been in this world for a pretty long time. And so we're going to hear some stories from him today. Uh, Pete, why don't you introduce yourself and, and tell us a little about yourself? I'm a medium and I also do shamanic work, like you said. Um, I kind of had experiences as a kid and I kind of blocked those experiences because I was terrified of them. And then uh, in my 20s, my grandmother died, and she started coming to me in spirit. And through her experiences, she kind of helped open me up and uh, back into those sensitivities and awarenesses. And, you know, I kind of had an up and down spiritual journey that ranges from moments of bliss and moments of uh schizophrenia but you know i've been doing it for almost 20 years now and uh i kind of have a whole range of experiences i don't know what you want me to touch in on first yeah um well um why don't you talk about your mediumship okay um well to start i guess when i was a kid I remember going to this girl's house when I was about like 14 and seeing like a young boy standing in the corner of the room. And I'll never forget how he looked because he had like these like almost like these translucent eyes. And I remember being in a room and there's a couple people like my friends were there. We were hanging out at this girl's house and nobody else saw him. And it absolutely freaked the shit out of me. And I thought, I, I, I remember saying out loud, like, like, please don't ever come to me again. Like, I'll have a heart attack if I see that again. So it kind of like, that kind of blocked it for me, you know. And then um, I actually went to see a medium at a friend's house, a random thing. My friend hosted a medium for the night at her house. She hosted a mediumship night at her house with this lady. And as soon as I walked in the room with the lady, she said, is your name Pete? And I said, yeah, which freaked me out in the first place. Cause I was like, how does she know my name? You know, like, and, uh, she's like, uh, your grandma has been with me for about a month. She's been hanging around my house. She said that I need to talk to you. And as wow. soon as she said that, yeah, as soon as she said that, I sat down and I could feel 
it was the first time I like reopened up and I could feel like my grandma literally standing next to me. Like she was, she was in the physical realm, you know, like it was so like obvious that she was standing next to me. And I actually became close friends with this lady and she wound up kind of teaching me, you know, practical ways to strengthen my connection and build my connection to the spiritual realm. And I got so obsessed with it because I was just like, I was at a point in my life where I was kind of lost and I didn't really know what to do with my life. And it, it almost was like a high, you know, it was like, mm. it, it got you in such this space that was like such an elevated way of being that I just wanted to feel that way all the time. So I just practiced all the time and through practice, you know, I kind of just honed my gift and then, um, I got connected to spiritualism, which is like a religion. I don't know if you guys are aware of like spiritualism with the Fox sisters. Cause there's a lot of, there's kind of a lot of shady stuff connected to them because there was a lot of people who were like hoaxes in the early 1900s and stuff like that. But, uh, spiritualism was kind of a religion based off of like mediumship. And it was kind of like an open thing. Like anybody could go to the services. You don't have to like, you know, do a communion and all that stuff. But it was a way, it was a place where I could practice mediumship basically in front of people and do like public public demonstrations. And just through that church, I kind of met a lot of mentors, um, got connected to a lot of teachers and just kind of worked on my abilities. You know? Interesting. So where where was like what area of the country was this? I've never heard of this church. Uh, spiritualism was formed in upstate New York okay. by uh, the Fox Sisters. So the Fox Sisters were these two girls who were living in this house, and they started hearing like knocks, and over time they gradually like. Um, became connected to this spirit it wound up being a man who was buried like on the grounds of their home and they like learned how to communicate with him and through there they kind of expanded and there's this place called lilydale which is in like rochester new york um there's a great documentary it's called uh nobody dies in lilydale and it's like a town that is dedicated to like spiritualism they have there's like all these different houses and in each house there's like medium or a healer and they have like a church on the grounds and from there they kind of spread across the country if you google like um national uh spiritualist churches there's one probably in every state right um, but mine was on Long Island where I, I lived. It's crazy. As rare as it kind of was, there was two spiritualist churches within like 20 miles of my house. Wow. Okay. Now, you are located in New York, correct? Where, or were yeah, you at Long this I time? Yeah, I'm in Long Island. I'm in New York. Okay. But I've been to Lilydale as well because uh, a lot of times they hold like um, – a mentor of mine is kind of like 
the vice president of like the national organization. So like I used to go with him because they would have like these conventions where all these mediums from around the world and country would come to like these centers and host like workshops and kind of just like connect to like-minded people, you know? So I, I traveled there a couple times. I, I did as you suggested, and I just kind of looked up the the spiritualist churches, and um, I see that there's an organization. It's called the Natural Spiritualist Association of Churches, or the NSAC. Yeah, yeah, the N- yes. Yeah, and yeah. there is one in about twenty states. Uh, yeah, we have churches a lot. There's a fair amount in the Midwest. Um, and the Northeast, um, and then some way west, like Arizona and California. It's interesting yeah. for sure. When you're like channeling these spirits, like when you're working with past spirits, what does that feel like to you? What's the sensation like? I mean, to be honest, now it's kind of balanced out. It used to be like such a raise in vibration that you would feel such a shift, you know? But I think from just working more and more you kind of clear yourself you know like i think uh for me like right now i could feel spirit with me right now um the first thing that happens is i get like an itch on my nose and then i just start seeing um spirits you know my my thing is is like uh there's a lot of misconceptions about connecting to spirit which is that like oh it's a gift i'm special blah, 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 but it's all bullshit. Um, anybody can do it. I think everybody's doing it. They just don't know they're doing it. And, you know, I think the more you practice, you understand, like, the concepts and how it works. But I think everybody's doing it. Really, to my understanding, it's really just your imagination. You know, it's like using your imagination with intention, basically. And, and you also teach this, right? Yeah, I teach it, you know, all over Long Island. I teach, I host classes, and I teach about, you know, every two weeks I teach somewhere, like, basics of mediumship. You know, there's different levels. I've kind of experienced the whole spectrum just because I was blessed with having great teachers and stuff like that. But I teach, like, basic mediumship. I do, like, more advanced stuff. Um, I'm actually working on doing trance mediumship, which is like kind of more fully surrendering and allowing spirit into your body, um, which comes along with like physical mediumship, which is instead of like mental mediumship is just you receiving information like mentally, where physical mediumship is like experiencing physical phenomena while you connect. So uh, I used to sit for physical mediumship for like five years with my the mentor I'm speaking of, and he would transfigure, so you would see like the spirit's face on his face. Ooh. And yeah, and there's other abilities like there's I worked with this guy in England who, uh, you know, he would you would get a ports, you would get things flying around the room, and you know I feel like naturally in the beginning i was a skeptic always 
but then like when you see the thing happen and you can't explain it it's like okay then there's something here you know right and and this might be a good time um to like think about um like what do you say to people who are skeptics besides just like i've experienced this right because um like we've done an episode in the past on tarot readings and other forms of divination and and usually i'll give some kind of disclaimer like you know even if the person listening doesn't believe this it's totally true that like our subconscious picks up so much more than our conscious mind does right and and in my mind like tarot and divination those are um you know at, at the very minimum a pathway from your conscious mind to your subconscious mind right and so i feel like that's an explanation that even a skeptical person can buy i'm curious to hear what is your skeptical like what's your explanation for skeptics of this um ability well to be honest it's like i don't i don't really attract skeptics anymore like i don't really and i think that has to do like if you look at from it like a you know physics like law of attraction natural law it's like if you believe something you're gonna attract that experience so i don't think there's ever gonna be anything i could say that um will change somebody's mind who doesn't want to believe you know like i re i remember i had a friend he, sure. was, he was like a uh he was actually like a doctor and he was like valedictorian like super science logic guy and i gave a reading to him this is what convinced me i gave a reading to him and i felt like i had his grandfather and i saw his grandfather fall on a boat and break his hip fishing and he's like his response to that was everybody's grandfather goes fishing like that doesn't mean it's my grandfather yeah my grandfather broke his hip on a boat but that could be anybody's grand you know like you could have said that about anybody and i was just like i'm never gonna convince him so like i i stopped trying to please skeptics like if it's not for you it's not for you you know it's like sure you know i think i think like if you're hurting inside regardless of what i'm saying i think like if somebody lost a child and they come to me and i give them evidence somehow that there's an existence of them afterlife i mean that's that's all i want i don't i don't really care what skeptics think anymore to be honest i just right makes sense it, it's like who, you know like i just don't think there's a the ability to convince somebody it's like you have to decide you know and and maybe that's the truth of everything maybe that's why we believe what we believe because of experiences we had you know and even if it is like the subconscious you know it ties into the whole like super consciousness idea of like if we're all one and there's an aspect of us that's like connected to everything then in a way we know everything if we tap into the right source right you know? and and i like your approach of handling skeptics of just saying you know well they don't um you know if it it doesn't matter to you what they believe one way or the other right so that's uh, yeah. that's 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 a nice a nice way to look at it for sure well it's funny because it's like i feel like during my mediumship journey 
like as you grow, you you kind of go over different obstacles with things. So it's like you face people who are skeptics because you're doubting yourself. But like I don't really doubt myself anymore. Like I know when I'm connected. Like even if I'm reading somebody and it doesn't resonate for them, I don't really care to be honest cuz I I I know when I have a connection now and it's not I don't doubt it in my mind at all. You know, and then like I feel like that's reflected in my reality where I don't really attract the experience where somebody's like, oh, you're fake or you're a fraud or whatever. It's like, sure. I, don't, I don't really care. Yeah, that's a, that's you know? typically the sign of somebody who's a veteran at their craft, right? Like, you, do, you don't really care. Um, you, you know what your experience is and, you know, whether or not they believe you or not doesn't take away from your own self-assurance you know like yeah and your I'm, I'm not and your experience yeah and i'm not so attached to outcome you know like i feel like i used to want to have the 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 session where somebody's like oh my god that's my son or my daughter whatever and they have this like healing and this release now it's just like it is what it is like this is what i feel like spirit gives you what you're supposed to get you know, so it's if it doesn't measure up to me, it's really something that's reflecting within you. Like you're not ready to hear it or you're not ready to move forward. You know, there's a lot of people who are suffering who tend to attach to their suffering or identify with their suffering. So it's like you're not you can't heal everybody. You know, they have to. I don't really think you heal anybody. I think like you hold the space for them and you allow them to have the experience you know like it's it's yeah that's not much difference from uh you know how a a therapist would think about it right like you're just trying yeah. to help but they've got to do the work right <laughs> it's not necessarily a uh snap your fingers done kind of thing right like you're just part of a journey yeah, well, that's the thing, too, is like a lot of people who are getting into spirituality. I was just talking about this with somebody else is that like they typically people get into like manifestation first. But it's like you the real thing with spirituality, I think, is just like healing your trauma and like deprogramming yourself of your beliefs and, and that's not saying spirituality's got the right beliefs, but it's kind of, I think the you should deprogram your beliefs to, like, have an open, honest awareness of what you really feel without yeah, being, yeah. like, manipulated, you know? And, you know, seeing and experiencing is believing, you know, and... In your case, you know, beyond just the mediumship stuff, I mean, you have, like, some legit, like, paranormal, supernatural encounters that you've had in your life, right? Like, I mean, you've like, viscerally experienced some of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, I mean, I've had a lot. I There was, like, a two-year, well, if I get into the shamanism stuff, there was a, like, two-year experience period where I think it was, like, an initiation process where they were like testing me 
Good. Well, you know, why don't you tell us about that? Tell us a little more about your shamanism and, and what you went through. So I guess I'll start off with um, through, like, the church and, like, various, like, coincidental uh, meetings that I, during my spiritual path or whatever you want to call it, I met somebody who was a shaman. And, uh, you know, when I was first starting off, I was like, I want to learn everything. I want to understand everything. I want to look into every religion, you know, everything. So I met this shaman and she offered to kind of give me a session and open me up to shamanism. So the first time I go to her house, I'll never forget, I pulled up to her house and it almost felt like there was like this um, barrier around her whole property and it felt like kind of just like almost like a Twilight Zone episode. Like as soon as I stepped on her property, it felt like just weird there and I felt super anxious and I'm not really an anxious person and I was like, what the hell is this about? So I go to sit with her to have a session with her in her office and I'm super anxious the whole time and she tells me she's going to teach me on a shamanic journey. Basically, shamanic journeying is using a drum or a rattle. Uh, any repetitive sound puts your brain into what's called theta state, which is like an altered state, which is similar to like meditation. And it helps you kind of relax. You know, you could vary, you could have various experiences from just being relaxed to being aware of energy to, um, you know, a a psychedelic experience, I guess. So anyway, she sits me down and she says, we're going to work in the spirit realm. I'm going to drum and we'll talk about what you experience. I'm going to hold the space for you. I said, all right. So I close my eyes. She starts drumming. And all I see is this like, (coughs) this, um, this like Nosferatu like being, Um, if you're not familiar with Nosferatu, he's like the old vampire with like the bald head and like the long fingernails, really scary looking dude. Sometimes I look like that on weekends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he was really creepy and he took over like my whole mind's eye or pretty much my whole experience. And we come back, she brings me back and she's like, did you notice anything? And I was just like, uh, yeah, there was this like really creepy dude, like, like covering my thoughts. Like I couldn't see anything else but him. And she's like, you have a spiritual attachment. And I was like, what's that? And basically she said that, um, when you're raising your vibration through doing spiritual work, there's, different beings and, uh, you know, spirits who are stuck here and they, they view you as the light. So they come to you and they latch on because they mistake you for the light. I said, all right. I'm like, am I going to be okay? <laughs> like what the, f- you know, what the hell? And she's like, no, I'll, I'll take care of it. I'll help you through the process. And then I'll teach you how to deal with this stuff. Cause she said, well, basically, she said that my purpose is to deal with, like, 
spirits who can't cross over, attachments, and all this stuff. And I was like, all right. So she starts, she's like, I'm going to do another journey with my guide and she'll take care of everything. So I'm sitting there. She starts rattling. I start getting super anxious, almost like, you know, spacey anxious. And then like all of a sudden I just start feeling like this thing is being ripped out of my body. Like, like physically it feels like there's another human inside of me and something's ripping it out. And it goes on for like 15 minutes. She's like rattling and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it's gone. And I feel so much better. I feel so different. Like I feel so much more clear. And I'm like, holy shit. Like part of me is like, am I, did I just lose my mind? Like what the hell was that? <laughs> and basically she kind of taught me how to deal with um, attachments. And there's different levels of things and um intensities i guess you could say and she just kind of talked me through it and then i would start having clients where i would feel i have this like pressure on my face when somebody has an attachment and i feel the attachment and then you know i help the person get rid of it and but like they put me kind of through this whole initiation process where I probably dealt with like a thousand on myself first before I had the first oh, wow. time. So like, wow. you just had like a wave of like spirits that you had to pass through before you could get to the other side, that kind of thing? Well, like, I mean, in all fairness, when I was first kind of waking up and having experiences, like I didn't know what I was doing. So I'm not, I wasn't protecting myself the right way. I wasn't having the right hygiene um, when in terms of energy. I wasn't asking for the right support, you know. So I think I was open, and I was overly open, and I was overly empathic. So I would just, like, kind of attract these experiences. I also think it was like a lesson, you know, like, as hard as it was, you know, I would go, like, I would feel really weird, and, like, out of nowhere, I would just feel off, and then I would get the pressure that something's hanging on with me, and then I would do the journey that she taught me, and work with my guides, and they would remove it, and I think part of the work is, as they, you remove this, these spirits, I think it actually works on you as well, like, it clears some aspect of you, or some trauma that you're holding on to. Okay, so sense? so would you say that all like the spirits that you cleared um, as part of this process, like they were essentially hanging out with you for your whole life before up until that point? I think there was some, but I think some would come to me. What would happen is is start as soon as you start opening up to that ability, it's like then somehow they know, you know, like right, like. They know when I'm coming for somebody too. Like, for example, uh, last Saturday, I, this past Saturday, I, uh, a lady called me for a house clearing. She has two kids. Her kids were seeing these spirits. They were bothering them. They were like waking them up. The one son was scared to like go in his room, right? So she called me probably Tuesday, right? And 
I do my daily work. I don't do anything crazy. I'll do like a meditation. I pray and stuff like that. So I'm sitting in meditation for like Thursday, Friday, and I see this guy in my meditation. Like I could feel him like watching me, right? And okay. he looks exactly like um, like if a squid or like an octopus was a man. You know, like, um, what's that movie? Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? Oh, yeah, Davy Jones. Yeah, yeah. Like that type of being, right? So I'm like, what is this? Like, why does this guy keep showing himself to me, right? So I go to do the house clearing on Saturday, and I'm doing the work that I do, and I'm drumming, and I see the same guy. And then Spirit tells me that's the spirit that's messing with this house to clear him right so then just to verify after i come out like i you know i I'm, i work with the homeowners or the property owners so like i'm telling them what i'm sensing and what i'm feeling in their house so i do the journey to clear him and i start talking about him and describing him and the son tells me that's exactly what he saw in his room wow so they know, somehow they know that I'm coming, whether it's because I had a conversation with her and he was listening to the conversation, but they were aware that I was coming to do the work. Right. And and, and, and honestly, that, that kind of leads me back to my skeptic's explanation. Um, and, and, and to be clear, I, I, I would say that I'm less and less of a skeptic as time goes on. But, um, I mean, if you, if you have... If you think about how much uh, the subconscious can take in, right? You you yeah. having a phone conversation with this person would give you those types of clues, right? I mean, that's like your your conscious mind is not picking up on it, and maybe what the the problem that they're having that you're helping them clear, I mean, like that manifests to both you and the little boy as this picture, this particular picture, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's possible. Yeah, because I, th- well, that's the thing. It's it's all energy. So if if you look at it like, um, you know, our vision, right? Like, how much do we actually see that's there? Right. You know, like we see the smallest spectrum compared to like what's observable. Exactly. So I'm sure there's there's um, things that, you know, it's like. Uh, I always say, like, people associate, like, you go into a haunted house and you get the chills. People automatically associate that with something evil or bad. But the truth is, what I think it is, is your nervous system is aware of the energy. We associate it with bad because of culture and programming. Right. You know, it's the same thing as, like, a bad smell or, like, gasoline, you know, like, these strong smells is because like we're programmed through our DNA and genes to like be aware of like the smell of death or um, you know like any rotted you know it's it's like programmed in us so who's to say there's not things that are programmed that maybe we don't know the reason for but there's like an awareness somewhere you know right right Something I've been thinking about lately is this idea that everything that we experience in life 
is just kind of this graphical overlay on top of like something else that's like bigger you know that's happening and i think that spirituality or religion or you know meditation whatever it is that you're into i think all of those are also just different ways of interacting with that kind of like base layer of reality in the background that we're all trying to figure out so like i think that you know as far as like the the skepticism thing goes or, or really any of it you know like whether it's your subconscious or whatever, you know, the, the point is this is all interacting with something, whether that be your own subconscious, you know, or, you know, the weird code in the background of the world that we're all living in, whatever it is, all of this is a way just of interacting with that, you know? Yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause I was, I, I listened to some podcasts about DMT and it made me think, kind of a different way of thinking like everybody in terms of aliens everybody's thinking aliens are like in space or i'm just using the word aliens but we could say other beings or higher evolved beings it's like if you look at us right say we're within i don't know 300 years of like not needing a physical body you know so like how big is the window of aliens out there that have the technology to travel through time or travel through time and space and still be physical beings, right? Because once we transcend the physical, like we don't need our bodies. So like what, you know, I was thinking like maybe technology, like we'll get small, maybe we'll be like more, like finite, like work with like the building blocks of nature, you know, like get on a deeper level, like a nano level, like maybe things will actually get smaller. And maybe That's like, it made me think of like, it made me think of like uh, the quote, or I don't know if it's in the Bible, but it's like um, behind every blade of grass, there's an angel. Right. So like, so like maybe like, if you think of being more highly evolved, you think of like, service to others like what would a like culture that's more evolved than us be like you know to the hundredth degree like wouldn't they just be pure service or like you know make up make maybe they make up our reality like maybe they're all around us in our brain chemistry i don't know i know this is a trippy thought Uh, no it's it's great i think you're on to something i mean i think Certainly, and, and maybe that even refines my 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 disclaimer even further. Like, it is it's clearly true that reality is what is what you perceive it. Like, nobody, no two people are seeing exactly the same thing. So, you know, that's that it's that's obviously true to anybody who 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 is listening to this, right? Um, so that's that's a starting point for anybody skeptical. There was a uh, since we're getting on. We're on this topic. There was a shaman um, that I think I don't know if it was last year, maybe two years ago. Um, there's this Indian shaman who um, he he had traveled to this special like um, this special place up in I think it's the Himalayas, 
um, there's like a special temple there. And when you go there and, you know, they perform a ceremony and they do some meditation. And through that meditation, the idea is that everybody that's done it has connected to an ethereal being. Um, where it, it, and it's mostly feelings. It's mostly, it's not words, there's not, like, sound, it's not, it's, it's like, light and a feeling. Um, and, and I feel like, like, like you guys were saying, it's all kind of connected in some ways, right? Like, like, even if you want to go think about, um, like Jeff said, like, maybe, like, computer program in the background or whatever, like, deja vus, or... You know, you see something that that isn't quite what you're expecting, and those can just be some other form of information that our brains can't fully process. And I think I think it's really interesting the different ways that people come in contact with things that uh, I mean, you could call them beings or spirits or whatever you want to call them, but that they are there is something that else that's there. Um, yeah. And there, there's lots of different ways to connect to those things, right? Like, you found your way. Um, like you've mentioned before, like, people who um, meditate, right? Like, through meditation, there's lots of different feelings and, and things that kind of fly by you when you're in a flow state and things like that. And it, it's super, it's just super interesting to me. But I wanted to bring up that one point where they do go to a temple and they meditate and they go through a ritual and it's just like this this feeling of warmth but also of like overwhelming intelligence right but but that's the same thing that people say when they're on like ayahuasca right like when people talk about being on ayahuasca that's what they talk about like this connection to the world and and all these things. And I think it's so cool how all those things are connected. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. My, I went through like a whole belief of like that. I think like even aliens or like if people are having these experiences, I think my belief or my experiences is that it's, it's another form of you. Like, I think we, I think we, um, we're on all dimensions and I think like, it's almost like you're expressing your human, your human dimension right now, but I think there's higher aspects of us and that's our connections to these other realms is it's like another form of us, but that's just my belief through experiences I've had. You know, it's really interesting because we had another guest on not that long ago where we kind of talked about like, like, imagine if you were playing a video game with yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. And that, you know, and that barrier gets kind of lost sometimes, right? So you just kind of, you pierce that, that, that barrier veil, right? Yeah. I, I, I like that idea a lot. Yeah, well, like, you, you want to, to me, like, I think, my goal has always been to like almost be 
like the observer of Pete's experience and not be so attached to anything and just allow the authentic version of who I am play out without judgment, you know? That's I mean, it's not... I mean, it's it's hard to do. I'm not saying, you know, you get wrapped up in everyday life and you, sure. we have, all, everybody has their issues and stuff like that. And we're all working through things. But, you know, the more I just like observe and just be who I'm supposed to be, the more everything flows to me, you know, yeah. when I'm not judging myself, you know, it's, you know, it's been a while though, you know, like I've been trying to do this for a long time. <laughs> so, you said earlier that you were feeling connected to spirit. Is that something you're still feeling now? Yeah, I mean, I like I. I mean, they tell me stuff all the time. I just don't always <laughs> listen, you know. Um, right. They telling you anything? Uh, yeah, I feel. Um, if you, I, this is gonna be hard to do because we're just doing audio. Um. But I feel a gentleman in spirit. Uh, he feels like he's, I would say he looks like he's in his 40s. Um, I would say uh, brown hair, uh, sort of like spiky, but kind of like disheveled a little bit. Um, I also see like a strong jawline and a beard. I would say he looks like he's like 6'1". Um, good looking gentleman. He looks like he's kind of like a little rugged, um, outdoorsy. I feel like, um, like I almost get like a hunting vibe from him or that look wild up until outdoorsy and hunting. I felt like you were describing me. <laughs> uh, no. Do you, do you sense any kind of like, a like, a like flannel? Like wearing flannel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel that. I feel like when I'm with him, I feel like some sort of... He pulls me to his heart physically. Like I feel his heart. So I don't know if he had some sort of physical issue with his heart. Um, I get like a T name connected to him. It might not be his name. It might be somebody like a connector name. Um, he feels more like in relationship. He feels like a friend. You know, you know, what's, what's really interesting is the entire time that I've been, that we've been talking, right. I've been thinking about my own experiences with, with you know what I thought was a spirit at one point, and I, I still do. Um, when I was a child, um, and I was at my house, I woke up in the middle of the night because I thought I heard something. Um, I mean, I was probably around six, seven years old, something like that. And I got out of bed and I walked around at my house, and like I went to go and I looked downstairs. And when I turned around in my kitchen, because I was just going to go back to bed, I turned around in my kitchen. And I saw this like big lumberjack looking dude um That's interesting. just kind of just kind of standing there staring at me um 
But he didn't do anything. He didn't say anything. And, like, I kind of looked away because I was scared, you know? Yeah. And then when I looked back again, he was gone. Um, but it was... Yeah, like, that's just what that reminded me to. Right? Reminded me of. Like, you're just I mean, it, what it looked like. And that's what he looked like. So... Yeah, it feels... I mean, you're saying it, obviously... But it does feel connected to you as I hear your voice. It feels more connected to you, like I'm more pulled to you. Um, I don't like, know right, anybody like that. That's just what I saw when I was a kid. Like, yeah, <laughs> I no, I mean, see, like the other th- misconception too is like people always think it's gonna, like, spirit's gonna come through and it's gonna be like who you want and. It's exact like, oh, my brother died. That's who's supposed to come through, you know? Sometimes it's just random or, like, kind of, you know, there's other purposes it serves, you know? Like, I, I don't really... Yeah. Um, what happened? Or just completely disconnected. Usually it's some significance, though. Like, I don't know. It feels like... Um, It feels like they, like, want me to share, like, how to connect with you guys. I don't know. That's what I... Okay. Well, let's uh, hear it. Are you guys open to that? No, sure. I, yeah. Uh, okay, so this is obviously uh, the quick version, you know. Um, but basically, anybody could do this, like, even the people listening to this, right? So if I tell you to see an apple in your head, can you see an apple in your head? Yes. Okay, so that's clairvoyance. That's the ability to see spirit. So when you connect to spirit, that's how you see them, all right? Most people think it has to be this, like, grand experience. That's real mental mediumship is seeing it inside your head. Um, if I tell you to feel a wet sponge, can you feel a wet sponge? Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's, that's feeling. So basically, even if you're sitting there and you have your hand on your knee right now, um, if you think about it, it's not your hand really feeling your knee, it's your whole nervous system. And you could feel it kind of from your hand, travel up your arm to your brain. So it's like, if spirit wants you to feel something, all they do is tap into your nervous system and give you the sensation. And they use the same pathway as when I ask you to feel a sponge. Um, if I ask you to hear an ambulance siren, um, can you hear an ambulance siren in your head? Yeah. Yep. yep. All right. So that's Claire audience. Those are the three basics. They're the easiest to explain. Um, So all we do is those are the pathways that they communicate. Now, the spiritual realm isn't above or below us. It's all around us. It's another layer of this reality. So basically what I tell people to do is, you know, you start at your toes and just kind of feel your whole body, you know, like feel the boundary of your body and just kind of do a light scan over your whole body. Take a couple breaths, right? So now what I do is I say, um, 
you have the awareness of your body. Now, what I want you to do is if you're in a room, push your energy all the way to the ceiling. And when you do that, you should feel like a shift. A lot of your energy will move up and you might feel a little spacey. You might feel a lot in your mind. Um, you might feel a little weird, but it's just to teach you the awareness of energy shifting around you. So then you breathe into that. Now bring your energy to your floor and feel the difference between the ceiling and the floor. It should feel a little more solid, a little more grounded. You might feel a little more present, um, a little more physical. Take a couple breaths at that. And then um, if I ask you to feel out the right side of your body, um, feel the difference between the ceiling and the floor. Obviously, I'm trying to fit this all in, but you could take more time at each space. Then feel out the left side of your body. And then just feel all the difference from up, down, left, right. Right? So now... When we want to connect to spirit, the trick is, is they have to know that you want to connect. And the way you tell them that you want to connect is you expand in all directions. So you take a breath. You can breathe into your heart. I always start in the heart. That's our spirit. That's bark. And you expand your energy and awareness to fill the room. Try to expand as big as you can. And what that does is it's like turning on a light switch for the spiritual realm. And then all you do is you ask, you set the intention, you send the thought from your heart through your body out the top of your head and just send the thought or intention for spirit to step in with you. And when you do that, you typically get like some sort of sign or feeling or sensation that they're stepping in with you. Like for you guys, it feels like, uh, I feel like energy on your left shoulders. Do you guys feel anything? I was actually feeling a tingle over there, like the whole time that we were doing the breath work just then. Yeah. I'm a bit heavier. I feel a bit heavier on my left side at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's what mediumship is, is like being more aware of the subtleties you know, it could be very subtle at first until you begin to practice. But all you do is you ask for somebody to connect. If you have somebody specific you feel connected to, like like me, like my grandma died, I connected to her a lot first till I got comfortable. And then all you do is you just ask for connection. And then typically somebody will start working with you that's connected to you, whether it's your grandma, whoever. And then you'll start receiving information. You might start by just seeing like little pictures or like flutters of things. And then as you grow and progress, you'll, you'll start to have almost like a conversation with them. And that's mediumship in a nutshell, basically. Right. I Not mean, too different than meditation. You know, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking. I was thinking like I had to, I was having trouble in the very beginning, like getting up to that, like, thinking of like from the ceiling right yeah but then when you said the ground i was like okay and i like i centered myself because that's what I, i'm used to doing and i fully felt like 
the ground, right? Like I felt, I felt being there and the difference between the spaces, right? So, yeah. And I, I had to like definitely go into my like meditation zone, like in order to do that. So that, yeah, that's crazy interesting. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. I mean, it, yeah, no, it's all good. I mean, what I did with you guys in like two minutes, I would do in a half an hour, basically. Sure. So, so it's, it's, it's kind of harder in this time frame, but basically it's the, it's the beginner aspects of like connection, you know, and then the work you can do by yourself, you know, and that, this is just like kind of guidelines that I kind of feel like help people. It doesn't mean it's the right way. And I think everybody connects differently. And, you know, some people are more sensitive with certain things. Like I'm more of a feeler. You might be more of somebody who sees or hears, you know, so it's like, you have to find your own path, but I try to like, at least set you up with some like guidelines, you know? Yeah. That's super cool. I appreciate that. That's yeah. definitely something yeah. I want to, I want to explore more. Was a very yeah. I feel like thing. writing helps too. You know, I don't know if you're a writer, but like I, sometimes like the hand heart connection if you set time aside and you set the intention, I think it flows when you write sometimes too. I find a lot of people like writing. That's interesting. Trying to get more into it. So I'm, I'm curious about your grandma, if you don't mind me asking it, was she like a very spiritual lady? Did how long, how long in your life did you know her? And I guess when she was uh, living. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't necessarily, spiritual i mean she was very like nurturing she was a very i mean i don't know some people i guess have not warm grandmas but my grandma was super warm uh she loved me very much i think she went through a, a lot of trauma and i don't know if that made her reach like she was somebody who was spiritual but not like where it's like out in the open sure. i guess it was more of like her internal belief system um, you know, I think it's a lot of things, you know, it's like you're shaped by things that I don't think you're aware of as a kid, you know, it's like my, my grandmother, my grandfather died when my mom was like, um, 18 and my grandmother was like the matriarch. So I feel like she also had a lot of focus and attention on her that kind of, made her feel more than she was in a sense to me. Sure. I don't know. But she would come to me all the time and she would leave. Uh, one of the, one, another time she came to me, I always tell this story with people is that um, this was when I was first opening up before I even saw the first medium that I told you guys about um, my, she had just passed and my mom had a friend who was a medium who, uh, what happened? I'm sorry. She, she, no, she came to me and I started getting like dreams with her. Right. And I'm telling my mom this story and we're at the time I lived at home and my room was upstairs and we were downstairs and she, she said she was going to leave us dimes and she was going to come visit us and all this stuff in this dream. So I was like, tell my mom the story. And 
we're talking about it, and all of a sudden the TV in my room turns on out of nowhere, and it's blasting. And it's not cable, it's like static, which was weird because like my TV was hooked up to cable. So I thought it was so weird. So me and my mom go up the stairs, and I open the door, and there's two dimes on the floor. Wow. Wild. Whoa. And then, and then I get this cold chill over my whole body, and I felt like she hugged me. And I, I actually started crying. And then my f- house phone rang, and on the caller ID, it was my grandma's cell phone. What? What? <laughs> yeah. And then it was funny, like, when this first happened, anytime I told anybody this story, they would find a dime, like, Ah. out of nowhere, like, weirdly. And then just to, like, expand, so she would leave me dimes everywhere, and it would be places that I would be like, how the fuck did this dime get here? Like, (laughs) I remember one time I went in the shower, I went in the shower, and... There was a dime in the soap dish thing in my shower. <laughs> but, grandma, you don't um, need to be in the shower. Come on down. <laughs> yeah, stop, stop watching me, Grandma. Uh, no, but, yeah, and then even like further, I was looking for a house when I was buying my house, and uh, we found this like open house in a town that I really didn't necessarily look at. And we pull up to the house and I feel like my grandma in the car. And she tells me, this is the house that you're going to buy. And I said, all right. So I go inside and in the wall, like in the trim, there's a dime in the kitchen. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) And then to even go further, it's like I, I, the house, they wanted like 280 and I, bid 240 and somebody did 275 and the lady gave me the house oh wow and, i thought you're about to say that you, you missed know. it by a dime or something <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny no but yeah like shit like that you know it's like you can't really explain it away you know like now i've had so many stories like that like there's no way i'm a, like not believer you know like i've had thousands of stories similar to that you know right sure if i could if i could ask real quick have have you heard of like people being in a room and like the same song getting stuck in people's heads at the same time like maybe one person starts singing it and the other person's like man like I was yeah thinking about that song that happened all the time to me and my wife at our last house we when anytime we were in our kitchen like one of us would start singing the song the other person was thinking about. Yeah. And, well, I mean, and we you always think wondered like maybe too. there was some kind of external like connection to that because it just seemed really weird. Yeah, I mean, I think like first off, I think when you live with somebody all the time, you guys kind of get on a similar frequency. Yeah, I think, but from just matching, these aren't even songs that I, like either of us like. Like they yeah. would just be random songs. Well, but that's what I'm saying is like, I think like we're connecting to spirit all the time. You just don't know it. You know, it's like, it's the same thing as like that hunch or that gut feeling you get. It's somebody's trying to tell you something. You know, I think we're, we're inspired all the time. It's like just some of us listen better than others. 
You know, it's like the same thing as like somebody who creates music or creates art. Like, where is that coming from? You know, I think it's much more like internal than like just the person. Like, I think there's there's people who are connected to these channels. It's the same thing as even like somebody like Nikolai Tesla. You know what? Like the idea of the muse. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look at like somebody like Tesla, who's like ahead of his time. Like, where did where did he get that information from? Was he just a genius or was there something giving him that information? Mm. And maybe he was just an antenna, you know? Maybe certain definitely. people are just better antennas. I, I think it was definitely aliens. Oh, <laughs> I think definitely think it was aliens. Yeah, but what are aliens? Dun, dun, exactly. Dun, That's what right. I'm starting to think. That's what I'm getting from this conversation is what what is it all now? It's definitely all connected. There's too many corroborating stories. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all, to be honest, I think we're here to have an experience, and that's all it is. And I think other things are just ways to deepen this experience. You know, we have more expanding and more expanding and more expanding, but really I think it's like none of it matters when we die. But that's just my belief, you know. That's, that's my belief too. I'm with you. So, well, while we are still here and alive, some people out there may want to reach out to you, Pete. How do people get a hold of you? Um, you can find me on uh, Blue Collar Spiritualist on Instagram, and unfortunately TikTok too. Um, <laughs> and uh, BlueCollarSpiritualist.com. That's it. Right on. That's Are you good. still doing the live readings on on TikTok? I haven't. I got kind of sick of it. Yeah. I deleted TikTok <laughs> and then I went back to it. It's, it's an just, eternal struggle. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good place to advertise, but just people get crazy sometimes, and they they want a message all the time. Then you get people messaging you for messages, and it's like I'm doing this for free, like you know, like right. I don't know. Takes all a right. toll. But, well, uh, Pete, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This has been so much fun, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. It was fun talking yeah, to you guys. So, so cool. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I think we're gonna have we'll have you down for a round two if you're you're cool with that. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. About. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, we'll call that a wrap here. Thank you so much for catching this episode of the Panda Pod. Uh, and we will catch you later. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Take care. Bye.